This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner coming to you again from the Real Renner Kitchen at our home in Moscow, Russia. And I'm here with Paulina Renner, the wife of Paul and the mother of a lot of our wonderful Russian grandchildren. Welcome, Paulina. Thank you. It's so good to be here and share our family recipes. And Paulina today is going to show you how to make palmini. You say, what is palmini? Well, you probably would call it Russian dumplings, but in Russian it's called palmini and Paulina. This is what I eat every Sunday night after church. I come home. It's like my reward after a full day of working and preaching and ministering. I come home and I eat Russian palmini and it is just wonderful. And if you want the recipe for how you can make this at home, just go to renner.org. You can download it. But this week we're teaching you about what you need in your spiritual diet. But we thought we would teach you a few Russian dishes. But Paulina, tell us how to make pelmeni. Okay, there are many ways to make pelmeni and today we are making it the way we like it. You will need beef or pork or chicken or even duck, any type of meat that you prefer. You will need an onion and garlic that that will be your stuffing and for the dough you will need flour an egg salt warm water and olive oil we will start by making a dough and we will need warm water an egg one teaspoon of salt it all goes together one tablespoon of oil, and you can use any type of oil, even um, grapeseed oil if you want. It doesn't really matter. And the last thing is flour. And we will start mixing it all together on a low speed. not sticky anymore at this point we will turn it off mix it by hand just a little more and put it away you don't need extra flour because we used oil it's very nice and it's not sticky at all and I'm gonna use plastic bag to put it away now we're gonna start our peeling I put my onion and garlic in fruit processor because I need my onions to be finely sliced. Yeah, good. Okay, now I'm gonna put my glove on. My onion is finely sliced, so it's gonna mix very well together, and the juice from onion will keep my meat moist. I mix my meat and onion together, and at this point, I will add just a pinch of black pepper, and a little bit of salt just to make it taste better and mix it one more time. I'm ready to roll out my dough and I don't need the whole piece so I'm gonna just cut a little piece and keep the rest under the wrap so it won't get dry. And I'm gonna start by rolling out just like that. It's not sticky and you want your dough to be as thin as possible. I rolled out my first piece of dough and now I'm gonna use cookie cutter to make some circles. 
out my circles and now it's time to add some filling. Okay, now it's time to fold them together. So I pick one and I just go like that. This way I'm gonna make all of my pelmeni. Now my pelmeni are ready to be put in boiling water. Let's do it. Before I put my pelmeni, I wanna put some salt. After I put salt, I wanna add some bay leaves, just, just a couple for extra flavor. And now I'm ready to put my pelmeni in. After I put them in water, I just wanna give them a very quick stir and let them cook for eight minutes. But if you wanna make it our family style, you only boil them for four minutes. And for the next step, I need my mom to come and help. Paulina, I'm coming to make it like we Yay. do at our house. <laughs> so you put oil in your pan, just a little bit, and then, then we're gonna fry these onions. I just sliced these onions. So now that our grease is hot, we're gonna add our onions and grill our onions. So then you just uh, fry your onions till like golden brown, and then we're going to add the pelmini. This is our pelmini. Okay, so you just add them. And make that nice popping sound. Now my husband, he loves this pelmini to be crispy. Not just crispy, but honestly, he likes it black. So uh, it has to stay like that for a few minutes. So our pelmini is just perfect. Well, here I am between two Renner women, Paulina, who made this pelmini, and Denise, who took it one step further. Now, I just have to tell you the truth. Traditional Russian pelmini is really good, but for me, it's a little slippery. So the way that Denise does it, which we call Rick's recipe, is the way I really like it because it is so crunchy. And you know what really makes it good? When you take a big spoonful of sour cream and put it right on top. Have you noticed that Russians love to use sour cream? It really makes everything wonderful. But this really is Russian palmini, and I have to tell you that Rick's recipe is the best. And the healthiest. Oh, it's not the healthiest, but it is the best. It's the best. But if you'd like to have the recipe to do it this way or this way, just go online, you can download it. And remember that this week the program really is about having healthy things in your spiritual diet. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner. Hey, how did you enjoy what Paulina showed you today about how to make Russian pelmeni, which really is dumplings? My friends, it is just so wonderful, especially if you fry it and then add corn and add green peas and then put in a lump of 
sour cream and mix it all together. It is just amazing. And if you would like to make palmini or Russian dumplings yourself, just go to renner.org and there on the homepage, there's a place you can click to get Russian recipes. But don't just look for the Russian recipes. Also let us know how to pray for you. We really want to pray for you. But go online and you can order those Russian recipes today. Yesterday we talked about borscht. Borscht is so good. Why don't you order both of those recipes? They're free. Just download them. But we're really not teaching you about how to make Russian food. We're talking about what you need in your spiritual diet. And that's why I want you to have the new series. It's five parts. It comes in all kinds of formats. The name of the series is What You Need in Your Spiritual Diet. There really are certain things you need in your spiritual diet. And I told you yesterday that when Denise and I got married, I ate very wrong. And I've had a temptation to eat wrong all of my life. I've gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight. Praise God, I finally learned how to eat right. And today, my weight is very stable. But I had to learn what I needed in my physical diet in order to be stable and to be strong. And in the same way, there are certain things that you need in your spiritual diet. And yesterday we saw that you need to spend number one time with God. Today, we're going to look at element number two. But I want you to have the whole series, which is called What You Need in Your Spiritual Diet. This will be great for you. It'd be great for anyone that's young and growing in their relationship with God. And it comes with a great study guide so that you can read it, while you're hearing it or while you're seeing it. This is so practical, but very powerful. And we're also offering you this week our autobiography called Unlikely, which is the unlikely story of what God has done in our lives. God called two kids from two small towns in Oklahoma, that's me and Denise, to raise our families in the Soviet Union. We did that. That was very unlikely. And what God has done in all of these years is such an unlikely story. But, you know, God really delights in choosing the unlikely and doing the unlikely through them. The subtitle says, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. Hey, from Tulsa, I never even knew if I'd make it to Kansas. And here I am at the ends of the earth. It is such an unlikely story. And I want to tell you that God wants to show up in your life. He wants to show off in your life and do the unlikely. And if you think you're just the most unlikely person to be chosen, well, you're the one that God is looking for. And that's why I want you to order this autobiography. It will thrill you and it will fill you with faith. But hey, please let us know how to pray for you. You can call us or you can... Write to us online, and the moment we hear from you, we're going to really begin to pray. But yesterday, we began looking at what you need in your spiritual diet, and we saw that, number one, you need to spend time with God. But today, we're going to look at element number two, ingredient number two that you need in your spiritual diet is. Are you ready? You need to be quiet and pray. You said, be quiet? Is that really important? It's very, very important. But yesterday, I spoke to you just briefly about prayer, and I want to begin there again today. You really need the ingredient of prayer in your life. I'm not talking about a daily activity that you just do once in the morning, then check the box off and say, there, I did that. I'm talking about a lifestyle of prayer. Prayer is to be a way of life. In fact, we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. 
You say, well, how do you do that? Without ceasing literally means without interruption, without taking a break, or continuously. It doesn't mean you have to go through the entire day with your eyes closed because you're praying. And actually, prayer doesn't take that long. For example, you can pray before you read your Bible. That's what I do. Before I read my Bible, I pray and I say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see things I've never seen before. That's what we read in the book of Psalms, chapter 119. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things. I know that if I involve the Holy Spirit in me reading my Bible, I'm going to see what I couldn't see by myself. You could pray as you read your Bible. Holy Spirit, what does that mean? Holy Spirit, please help me to understand that. You can pray with your spouse. I don't go to bed without reaching over and just touching Denise and speaking the name of Jesus. When I wake up in the morning, after I'm finished praying myself, I reach over, I touch Denise, I say, Father, with Denise, I ask you to bless this person and that person. Be with us today. Help us to be productive. I pray with Denise every single day. You should pray with your children, if you have children at home, before they leave the house. When our boys were young, they never walked out the front door to go somewhere without me and Denise taking them by the hand and quoting parts of Psalm 91 to them. With long life, will he satisfy you and show your salvation? He'll give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. We were speaking the word of God over them and praying over them. You should pray before you drive your car. Those who know me, No, I don't pull out of the driveway without first pleading the blood of Jesus, praying over my car, praying for drivers around me as well as for myself. You should pray before you get on a plane. As I board every plane, I'm touching the aircraft, speaking the name of Jesus. You see, friends, I'm talking about prayer as a way of life. It is a state of being in communication with the Lord. That's why Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing, And again, without ceasing means without interruption, without taking a break or continuously. I'm talking about a way of life. And in the New Living Translation, Philippians 4, 6 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then in the Amplified Classic Version, Ephesians 6.18 says, pray at all times, at all occasions, in every season. The RIV says, pray anytime you get a chance. And again, you can pray for your spouse, you can pray for your marriage, pray for your children, pray for your grandchildren, pray for your leaders, pray for your pastor, pray for your local officials, pray for your governor, pray for your president, pray for your unsaved family members and friends to come to Christ, pray for financial provision. Why worry about it if you're not praying about it? Pray for understanding and revelation of the Word of God. Pray for angelic protection. Just pray, 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 pray as you're on the move as a way of life. And don't wait for a crisis to begin praying. You can pray about anything at any time, anywhere, and anything that concerns you concerns the Lord. So talk to Him about it. And in your daily life, In your spiritual life, you also need the ingredient of being quiet. You say, what do you mean? Well, Proverbs 27 verse 19 says, As water answers face to face, so the heart of man to man. You know, if you look down into a pool of water, if there's a lot of ripples, you have a distorted image. 
But when the water becomes really, really still, you can look into the water and see a very clear image of yourself. And likewise, when your life is filled with a lot of ripples, sometimes you don't see things clearly. And that's why we need to let things get still so we can really see things clearly. So I want to ask you, do you ever take time to be quiet? You need to, even if it's only a few minutes a day. And one reason that people get confused is because they're never quiet. They get so busy that they're no longer in touch with who they are. They're not in touch with what they feel. They're not in touch with what they need. They're not in touch with what they believe because they're like robots just moving through life all the time. But my friends, we need to slow down, not just to be in touch with the Lord, but to be in touch with ourselves. And the truth is, deep contemplation is needed by all of us in order to stay in touch with our own hearts. And when we're still, all the ripples begin to go away and we're able to see what's really going on inside us. Sometimes we're confused because we don't understand what's going on inside us. But when you're quiet, God has an opportunity to reveal to you what you need to know. And I learned through the years that much activity without pause leads to spiritual dullness and confusion. Much activity without pause leads to spiritual confusion and dullness. And that's why being quiet is so very valuable. Now you may say, where in the world am I going to be quiet? I've got kids all over the place. My husband's at home. I've got so much work to do. How in the world am I going to be quiet? Where am I going to be quiet? Well, to find just a few moments of quietness, you may have to carve it out of your schedule, but even start with a minute. Just start with two minutes. You say, okay, 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 I'll do that one minute or two minutes, but where can I get a moment of quietness? Well, do you have a bathroom? Go in the bathroom and lock the door. Let it be your place where you're going to be quiet. And if people knock on the door, then truthfully tell them that you're taking care of business. You don't need to tell them what kind of business. Just say, hey, I'm kind of busy in here. And take that as a moment to be quiet. Or during your lunch break, take a walk where you can just clear your mind and be quiet. If you have to, go into the closet and close the door. Sometimes I can't find Denise. I think, where in the world is she? You know where she is? She's on the floor in the closet trying to get a few moments of quiet with the Lord and just with herself. Or maybe just sit in the car by yourself just for a minute or two, but steal a moment of quietness. Or get up before everyone else is awake and just sit quietly by yourself. That's what I do. And I do it every single day. Sometimes you have to get really creative to find a moment of quietness. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. According to that verse, there are some things about God you're only going to discover by being still. Are you still enough for God to reveal things about himself to you? Some answers will come to you only when you are still. And also remember that every person in your house needs a moment of stillness. So you grant them what they need to be quiet and to be by themselves. But for you to get started, 
I urge you to carve out just a moment or two minutes a day to be alone with the Lord and to be alone with yourself. And there's something else very important. In Psalm chapter 37, verse 4, David said, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. God will give you the desires of your heart, but first you have to know what are the desires of your heart. And if you never slow down long enough to be quiet, you're probably confused about what are the desires of your heart. And that's why when you pray, you might sound confusing. One day you say you want one thing. The next day you say you want something else. You're going back and forth, back and forth. That's because you've not been still long enough to really get a revelation of what is the desire of your heart. And there's some things you're only going to find out about yourself and your own desires by slowing down long enough to be quiet so your heart can begin to speak to you. And your heart will speak to you if you'll get quiet. And if you're not in touch with your own heart, how can you even know what are your heart's desires or what you are supposed to be believing for? My friends, it is so important that you carve out moments of being quiet in your life. So you need to be quiet and you need to develop prayer as a lifestyle. So between yesterday and today, we've seen number one, in your spiritual life, you need to spend time with God. Today, we have seen that you need to be quiet and you need to pray you say, well, that doesn't sound like a great feat to be quiet. It's a great feat. If you learn how to carve out a moment of quietness, you have really accomplished something great and it will totally revolutionize your life. But when we come back tomorrow, we're going to see ingredient number three, which you need in your spiritual life, which is you need to do something for someone else and get your mind off of yourself. It's going to be so helpful, but hey, I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Learning to eat correctly can make all the difference in the quality of a person's life. Eat wrong, and you'll be too skinny or too fat and unhealthy. Eat right, and you'll be healthy and strong. The same is true spiritually. But do you know the essentials you need in your spiritual diet so you'll be in good spiritual condition and be able to run a long and productive race in your life? In this simple and practical five-part series, What You Need in Your Spiritual Diet, Rick covers five essential ingredients you need in order to be spiritually healthy and strong. Rick will show you how to spend time with God, be quiet and pray, do something for someone else, say no to some things, stir up the gift of God inside you. This series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. We're also offering Unlikely, Rick and Denise's life story of how God chose their unlikely family to be used in a spectacular way in a foreign land. Rick says God enjoys using those whom the world would never choose. If you feel unlikely to be used for God's purposes, I believe this book will thrill your heart and help you stay the course. This history-filled autobiography, Unlikely, can be yours for just $25. And be sure to go to renner.org to download the free recipes for the tasty dishes that are prepared on this program. Don't miss these special offers, this series, What You Need in Your Spiritual Diet, the book, Unlikely, and free recipes. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I want to give you a report about what's happening in the construction of our new studio. Work still continues. It's taken a little bit longer than we anticipated because of all the sanctions that have stopped materials from coming to Russia, but we're doing it step by step. And today they're installing the fireplace, which is going to be the centerpiece of this big room where we're going to be filming programs. But hey, there's more than this. Let me show you. Well, I know you can't tell from what it looks like right now, but this really is gonna be one of the smaller studios. And this is gonna be Denise's studio because Denise is reaching women everywhere with her programming. And right from this spot, Denise is going to be sending her teaching to women all over the world. But hey, there's another set in addition to this one. This is our third studio in this new building. You may say, why do you need three studios? Because we're filming a lot of programs. Right now, we can only film one program at a time. We have to set it up, take it down, but this will enable us to do multiple things at one time. But on both floors of this building, there are multiple offices. In fact, there are 18 offices, and in all of these offices, people are going to be doing editing, writing, producing programs, working with our network, and it's not about buildings, it's about people. People need the teaching of the Word of God. But right now we're in phase three of our ministry, which is paying off our Tulsa ministry headquarters. We wanna pay it off because the moment it's paid off, all of those funds will be released for us to broadcast the teaching of the Word of God around the world. And that's really our goal, to get the gospel and to teach people the Bible all over the world. They're just crying out for it and they're waiting for that signal to come with the answer that they've been seeking. So please help us as we finish phase three to pay off the Tulsa facility. My friend, today we've covered a lot of material about what you need to incorporate into your spiritual diet. And we've seen today two very important things. You need to be quiet and you need to spend time in prayer. Being quiet is a great challenge when your life is busy, but you can carve out just a minute or two minutes a day just for yourself. It will help you get in touch with yourself and it will put you in a position where God can speak to you. Number two, we saw that you need to pray. And many people are afraid of prayer because they think it means they've got to spend long hours on their knees. They've got to keep their eyes closed most of the day. But I'm talking about prayer as a way of life. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, pray without ceasing. Pray as you're on the move. Pray as you're on the go. Just make prayer a part of your daily life. And if you'll carve out time to be quiet, and if you'll learn to pray, it will totally transform your life and it will strengthen you. But there's other elements that you also need in your spiritual diet. And that's why I want you to have the whole series, which is called What You Need in Your Spiritual Diet. It's five parts, and it comes in many formats with a great study guide. And this week, we're also offering you our autobiography, which is called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. But hey, you can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call. And when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you. But I wanna pray for you right now. Father, I pray for my friend that you would enable them to carve out a minute or two every day to be quiet and you would teach them to pray as they're on the go. Teach them, Lord, how to make prayer 
a way of life. I thank for you for this. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, which says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. 